Same lineup as usual. I'm Jerry. Peter's here as well. Uh, <laughs> Here's a thought. Here's a thought. <laughs> Today we will be talking about vaccines, automotive news, and then Peter's area of expertise, banking and investment. <laughs> you want to kick it okay. off with? Yeah, let's do, let's do that. Um, let's do this thing. So, right, okay, so vaccines. Um, so, actually, one of the things that was was uh, was was a good recent development um, is the US is back on side with World World Health Organization um, as uh, Biden's administration is now trying to, um, you know, is 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 joining up um, for the uh, for its COVAX program uh, to try to help, um, you know, vaccines and spread vaccines around the world, etc. Uh, anyway, so that's really good. That's a really good thing. Um, the um, the rollout of the vaccine in the UK seems to be going relatively well. Um, uh, but the, there are there seem to be problems in the EU, uh, unfortunately. Now, the reason um, the reason for that is that uh, it's very centralised distribution. Uh, you've got um, countries who are getting increasingly disgruntled about not getting anything. Um, the re- one of the main reasons for that is the European Medicines Agency has said uh, has decreed that you can get um, six doses out of a vial of Pfizer um, uh, BioNTech uh, the, uh, vaccine. Um, originally, the, the dosage was five. Um, uh, uh, so what they've done is, is Pfizer and BioNTech is they've sent countries the um, the number of doses that they need, but not the number of vials. And so, for instance, um, uh, Italy says that it's it's received something like tw- or is it twenty odd percent less? Um, uh, so yeah, twenty odd percent fewer uh, 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 vials, and they're they're threatening to take them to court um, to get it. And and like I say, the companies involved say that they 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 have done what they've been contracted to do in terms of doses. And that's that's what they agreed to do. But anyway, uh, we don't know what, what's what's going on there. But that's caused confusion. That's also um, like in Germany as well. They're saying they're having to slow down their vaccination program as a result of this. Um, it's all looking pretty tricky. Uh, and then you had. So I mentioned this in today's um, Watson's Daily that Hungary has um, decided to approve the Russian Sputnik five um uh, vaccine because they're they're saying look you know they want to get people um sorted out and the eu's being too slow and all that kind of thing so the general thing it seems to me is that there's a lot of problems in um in europe with regards to the um to the vaccine and i do think i mean i hopefully i'm overthinking this but um there is a possibility here that the longer the eu take in terms of distributing this properly um the more you're going to have these sort of rogue countries going off and finding their own um finding their own supplies and when i say rogue countries i would include germany in this um unusually but um but yeah i think that it's this is something that needs to be followed if the eu muck this up um the populists in in Europe are absolutely going to absolutely love it, um, and they're going to use it to um, to splinter the EU if they can. So, um, you know, starts off with uh, with with vaccines, but could um, could be damaging to to the EU. Um, then um, the other thing is, so that's that, that was that one, and and also 
among all this, um, although, for instance, in the UK, we're thinking of uh, we're supposedly going to um, uh, vaccinate uh, the majority of the population by September. Um, some reports would suggest that actually uh, in poorer countries, that's going to be more like three years, which there's obviously a vast difference there. Um, I'm sure that some of it will be to do with the amount of vaccines that they've been able to get their hands on uh, and other things could be to do with um, infrastructure and also possibly corruption as well, because um, I would imagine that there is going to be for the next few years, it's going to absolute massive black market um, in both legitimate um, uh, vaccines and vaccines that aren't vaccines you know so um so anyway so it's it's going to be really unfortunate um for poor countries it's kind of interesting how quickly these developed countries have really thrown the morals out the window i mean yeah when the WHA set up covax the whole point of it was you know to ensure equitable access to the vaccine and pretty much mm. every country joined like 184 countries or probably 185 now with the us um and then they joined and then they just did their own thing anyway and it's i mean it's really hard for covax to to do anything when all these developed countries just make deals directly with the vaccine suppliers. I mean, if you yeah. look at the UK, we've got a population of six, five million odd, and we've got, we've secured at least 357 million doses in total. Yeah. Across a yeah. number of vaccines, obviously not all have been approved and, and some of them require multiple, multiple doses. Um, mm. But I'm really shows that developing countries aren't really able to rely on this aid on a global scale until, you know, countries like the UK feel like we've, we've got our own problems under control. Yeah. It's a bit, I, I think, I look at it, it's a bit like um, if you were um, in an aeroplane and uh, potentially going to crash, the oxygen masks pop out, don't they? And they always say the parents to put the oxygen mask on first uh, and then to put them on the children. Um, I mean, it kind of feels a bit like that in that, in that um, you know, the the developed countries are all talking a good game, but at the end of the day, they they want to look after their own first, which I can understand. I mean, it, in it, you know, it's easy to sit here and say and say that 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 uh, it's a bad and all that, but at the end, but then again, um, I I wouldn't expect anything less really. Um, it just means that the poor countries are even you know even more at the back of the queue, I guess. Uh, but yeah. What is interesting is that one member of COVAX has actually been doing quite a lot uh, with these vaccines, and that is China. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've really employed yeah. the strategy of, of vaccine diplomacy, they're calling it, and they have been sending yeah. a lot of vaccines to developing countries. What yeah. are your thoughts on the on the Chinese vaccine? I think it's brilliant. I think it's a brilliant idea. You know, I mean, the thing is, um, if it works, they will they will see they will be heroic. You know, and, and I think that that will help in all sorts of ways. I mean, not only will it help the Chinese countries, um, sorry, the Chinese companies involved uh, and potentially selling more products to them, maybe not just vaccines, but other things as well. So I think that's that's one thing. And also, I'm sure that the countries involved will be extremely grateful to China. And so I think that's a very good, I think that's a brilliant idea. Um, and uh, and uh, yeah, absolutely. I think it's very good. Is it all out of goodwill though, or is it more? You know, you owe us now, and so in a couple of years' time, we're going to come, come take something. Back. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh it's yeah, it's definitely that. Um, but you know, uh, still, I think that it's uh, you, you can't. You know, China's not a charity, is it? So um, 
I think yes, every, but everyone would anyone would do that. I think any any country would do that. Um, but I think that uh, no, it's it's a very good thing. I think that it's it's something that could mean that they they get they get payback. Uh, you know, in the form of other things, uh, which which is which is never bad. Um, so yeah, I think it's it is a bit of that. Really, you're right. It's mainly that. <laughs> Guess we should move on now to automotive news. Indeed. So um, so we started the week off with Fiat Chrysler and Peugeot Citroen um, getting together. I mean, that's you know that's all sort of like voted through, and and you got um, Carlos Tavares. Um, you know, talking a good game. I mean, he's, you know, the big cheese um, of this, uh, of the, what is now called Stellantis. Um, and he, he sort of was talking a good game. And, but then he sounded a cautionary note about Ellesmere ports, the, the facility they've got over in the UK um, and saying that Brexit uh, uncertainties and um, too tight, overly tight regulations on emissions and the and the um, the commitment to um, going petrol free in 2030, those kinds of things would put Ellesmere Port's future at risk. Is the implication that we that we got, which is interesting because just whatever yesterday, um, the uh, Nissan said that actually Brexit presented really really good opportunities and i think that the way they're thinking is that um if they manufacture the cars in the uk they won't attract duty and people will still want them whereas um a lot of the other car manufacturers who are going to export into the, into the uk um they're suddenly their cars are going to be more expensive etc so they think that they'll be able to earn earn more money out of it so i think that's i think it's quite uh yeah it's quite interesting contrast um and then um uh, the other the other thing was really uh, about Audi uh, was talking about production delays and things because they don't have enough set, uh, chips, you know, microchips. Um, so this is what Honda was saying recently. They they've had to close their their facility for four days. Um, there's a there's a lot going on here because um, there is general uh, microchip shortage globally. A lot of you. Um, automotive manufacturers are saying that they can't they can't get their hands on enough and it's only i think it's only going to get worse because newer cars and electric cars in particular um they use more semiconductors so um uh, there's 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 going to be more demand and if that's not it, 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 as if that's not enough um there's still more demand because we're all working from home and and doing more stuff on online and and in the cloud um that there's there's demand for microchips as well in um consumer electronics and apparently those are higher uh, uh, higher margin so for instance TSMC is supplying is rejigging things so they can supply them more and maybe take away some of the uh, the, the the chips that are going to the automotive industry. So it's there's a lot of um, uh, pe- people are there's there's a, there's a chip shortage, and I don't just mean down at the local. No, <laughs> don't bother. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, I won't bother. I won't even finish that one. So yeah, so I mean, it's it is interesting. That's a very interesting trend. But uh, yeah. Did you have any thoughts on that at all? <laughs> Not really a big fan of the whole microchip um, semiconductor yeah, stories. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, I just skipped that section of Watson's Daily. Just one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, um, I think that's you know that's certainly one of those uh, 
it's worth following. You need, we, we need to, we need to follow this. Um, anyway, um, after that, we've got the uh, electric vehicle stuff. So um, Tesla rolled out the Model Y um, from the uh, f- from their factory in China, which is great. It's about just about a year um, uh, a, a year after they the first Model Three rolled out. Um, and um and yeah so uh, the other thing is though with regards to electric vehicles there was an interesting report from deloitte uh, which which said that people thought that electric vehicles are still too expensive um now you know i i quite like cars and uh, very recently i did get a a, uh, say a new secondhand car i did vaguely think about getting something electric and i looked but the price is, I think, you know, you're looking 27, 28 grand. And if you have a few cup holders and a <laughs> and the rear view mirror or something uh, uh, fitted, you're looking at 30 grand, really. And that's quite a lot of money, uh, especially when you consider there's still that whole range anxiety and where does everyone charge and all that kind of stuff. But um, funnily enough, um, if the cost <clears throat> was um, below 20,000, the demand would go right up. And would go up even more again, funnily enough, if it was under ten grand. So you know, it's interesting. Um, I think that this, you know, the sales are doing very well uh, in comparative terms, um, not necessarily in overall terms, but you know, certainly, certainly in terms of um, a percentage of gro- growth, they're doing quite well. Um, but yeah, I mean, would you would you buy a would you buy an electric vehicle at the moment? <laughs> No, but I, you saying that made me just remember this this really funny story that from a few years ago. Um, I don't know if you remember, but in in 2019, those <laughs> Elon Musk made a very ambitious promise um, about why buying a Tesla was a very good financial decision. Um, and his idea was that since people only, I mean, everyone just drives their car for you know a couple hours a day at most. When you're at work and when you're sleeping, you could choose to let your your Tesla join this fleet of driverless taxis, and the owners would get a car mm. from from the taxi fare. And he said, mm-hmm. and I'm being serious, in 2019, he said, if you fast forward a year, there'll be over a million robo-taxis on the road and that Tesla owners <laughs> could make $30,000 a year by signing up to join this fleet. And he said that would, yeah. that would offset the cost of buying a Tesla. Brilliant, brilliant. Sounds good. But, I mean, you know, uh, what, yeah, it, even, even if it did work, I, I don't know, would you want that? I don't think you, I don't know, most people would have them still on their drive. So 30000 a year, so. though. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I I think that, that he he's he he has very good intentions. Um he's got loads of ideas. Um I think some of them are better than others is is all I'd say on that one. But um yeah, but anyway, sorry, yeah, the, the I only think other thing I would say was about Tesla in yeah. in China. Um I mean, t- China is pushing EVs quite a lot. Um what do you think this means for for you know, how Tesla will fare in this market since there seems to be a growing amount of competition um, with all these subsidies and, and China, you know, encouraging all these manufacturers to join the market. I think it's very, I think it's, um, you know, it's, a, it's going to be a healthy market in, in China. Um, Tesla has a reasonable market share over there at the moment. Um, they seem to be popular. I mean, China wants to be at the cutting edge of um, uh, electric vehicles uh, in the world. And, um, but I, I also think, yes, it probably wants to encourage local producers like Neo and things. Um, and I think that uh, as long as, as Tesla doesn't go 
too mental and and takes an absolutely enormous um, market share that is unassailable, um, then I think that they will do okay. I think the fact that they've got this this um, big production facility over in China, um, I think that helps. That helps in terms of cost certainly uh, because it makes it makes the car cheaper because everything is produced there. Um, but also, I think it, it is a nice defensive move because the uh, Chinese government presumably won't will be let or sorry will be less inclined to potentially really hold back um, Tesla if they think that they're doing too well to the detriment of local um, manufacturers. But um, but anyway, I think it's it's good. I think that Tesla are doing very well there. Um, I. I can see them continuing to do well there. I don't know what they'll be. It'll be interesting to see, though, what they're like versus how how they will find markets like Europe, for instance, uh, because I know re- recently they were saying about how uh, how so the, the combined uh, VW, Daimler and, um, and BMW um, outsold Tesla last, in terms of vehicle numbers last year. Um, so it will be interesting to see with the advent of more cars coming out in, uh, during the course of this year, whether that is going to dilute um, uh, Tesla's market share at all. Because I, I do think, I, I, yeah, I've always said this, I think that, that Tesla cars look okay, but I don't, I don't think they send your pulse racing particularly. Whereas I think some of the other uh, manufacturers' cars are, look maybe look better. Um, may, you know, uh, everyone mentions the thing is though. I suppose everyone uses a, a Tesla as a yardstick. So if you're looking at the cheap cheaper end, um, then you're going to measure a Model Three versus an ID Three, for instance. Um, but if you're if you're measuring SUVs, you're going to measure it against a, a Model X, and you know. So so anyway, the point the point is is that um, Tesla's still there. It's it's the, it is the benchmark. But I I really think that other manufacturers are have been catching up, and even if they aren't as technologically advanced as Tesla, and and even if um, Tesla still has a better charging network. That's not going to last for too much longer, in my opinion. So uh, it should be interesting. And to the see cars are so expensive as well. I mean, even though you said the China, the factory in China makes the uh, the vehicles cheaper there. I mean, the Tesla Model Y mm. it's it's still fifty two thousand just about. Um, whereas I think Volkswagen's um, their Chinese the, the model they sell in China is only thirty one thousand, and that's after subsidies. Mm. And maybe part of the reason for this price yeah. disparity is because. The subsidies, in, the subsidies in China don't actually apply to, to Tesla's Model Y because it's too expensive. The subsidies only apply to, mm. to vehicles under 46,000. Um, so, mm. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how far Tesla's reputation can really carry, regardless of whether it's in, in the Chinese market or in, mm. or in Europe. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's, that's a very good point. And the other, the other reason as well, because I think I said this last, I might have said this last week, but, um, you know, one of the main reasons why the, the Germans outsold the, the Tesla last year was because they, because of this um, subsidy of 9,000, up to 9,000 euros per vehicle, which is huge, I think. I mean, I think that is, that is the difference between shall I get an EV or not? And that, that you know, that would swing it. Um, but, um, but anyway, yeah, so lots of interesting stuff to watch out for there. Um, and then that brings us on to financials. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so financials, um, it's been US banking reporting season and, um, I'd say the general, the general sort of 
take take uh, take away from that is if you are a bank that has uh, a lot of trading and a lot of um, advisory, you know, M and A advisory and stuff, um, then um, uh, you know, investment banking revenues, um, then you will have done well. So the likes of Morgan Stanley and Goldman Sachs would have done well, whereas um, the likes of uh, Bank of America a bit less well because they are more exposed to the um, retail business uh, retail uh, sorry, retail customers so anyway so that's in terms of u.s banks um other than that uh, there was some interesting stuff on in 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 the in the realms of investment um i thought there was some interesting commentary on blackrock and the dominance of blackrock and vanguard because they really are absolutely huge. Um, their assets have grown hu- hugely over time. Um, and I think, you know, I've certainly seen myself um, the consequences of the growth of these index funds, you know, these passive funds that they run. Um, and it's interesting because they have a huge percentage of, of shares in S&P, the constituents of the S&P and everything. And yet no one is saying anything about antitrust. No one is saying anything about them having too much power. Um, And you could arguably say that they actually have more power within the investment world, which sounds boring, but it affects affects absolutely all of us. Um, And that, yeah, so they, they, um, there's nothing being done about it. Whereas, obviously, we've got big tech. We've got the you know Facebook and um, uh, Facebook and Google and Amazon and things. Everyone's saying, "Oh, they anti-competitive, too big, blah blah blah." Um, but they're not saying that about Blue, uh, BlackRock and, and Vanguard. And I really, think it really is should. crazy how much of a stake they have. I mean, I think the statistics were the average combined stake in S and P five hundred companies held by the big three went from 5.2% in 1998 to 20.5% in 2017. Yes. I mean, obviously, if, you, if they're owning, if they have massive stakes in, in multiple big companies in a single industry, then there's not really any incentive for competition in those industries. Yep. They just get bigger. You know, that's, that's, that's what's been going on. And it's a huge, huge business. Um, and it's just been, go- I think, it's been going under the radar. So, you know... Um, so then um, the other thing really I was going to mention was Elliott um, management have decided to move out of Hong Kong. Don't know whether that's their, uh, you know, their, their um, lease was due for renewal anyway, and they just wanted to make a political statement. Um, but they're, they're moving staff um, to London and Tokyo as well. Um, the concern, of course, will be, will this be uh, the first of many, companies leaving hong kong because because of the perception that the chinese regime is 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 basically controlling um or whether this is there'll just be a few one you know there'll be a a couple here and a couple there so will it be a flood or will it just continue to be a trickle so that will obviously we'll see what happens over the course of time but um that that you know they are they are a notable uh escapee as it as it were uh since we do have time do you want to talk about ESG a little bit since I just pulled up an article yeah. that said that Elliott uh, management has started to put more stress on ESG. So that's a very nice link to your favorite, your favorite subject. Oh, look at that. 
Look at that! Look at that! Well, I think it's your I think it's your favourite subject. Um, just to just to let listeners know, there's a there's a brand new um, initiative that's coming out next week from Watson's Daily, and um, Jerry Young Young Jeremy here um, is going to be publishing something on ESG. So uh, so watch out for that. Um, but anyway, yeah. So ESG. Um, it's it's been very popular, especially over the last year or so. Um, is it going to be more popular going forward? Um, you know, argue, arguably yes. Um, the uh, you know investment community has become more um, accepting of ESG as a com- concept. Um, I mean, I I first came across it about twenty odd years ago, and I remember at the time thinking, "Ah, oh, here we go. This is it." Um, and it didn't really happen. It, it, it sort of, you know, I think that ESG kind of happens when you have, um, you know, when, when stock markets are, you know, are low, um, and, and everyone starts talking about the, the, um, the benefits of, of ESG and the importance of being kind to the environment and stuff. But then when, when stock markets start to do well and, and um, prices rise, people start to forget about, about these kinds of things. So is this, is this going to be, is this just one of those booms or not? Um, I don't know. I mean, there's, it, there's split opinion here, but what I, mean, do I really think? don't think it is a fad. I'm, I know it has been getting quite a high profile during the past year just because of the pandemic. Um, but there have been, mm. you know, studies over the last 10 years which show that ESG-linked funds have performed significantly better than the, than the overall market. Um, I mean, I really think that just because it's become a buzzword this year doesn't mean you should disregard all those factors. Um, the other thing I did want to talk about was just the, the bit of technology that I read about, which is about how these investment funds are um, balancing these ESG factors because... I mean, obviously, it's fairly hard to to determine how to weight different factors, and, and you know, if one company is very environmentally friendly, but at the same time, they have pretty poor uh, labor practices, then how would you balance those factors? Um, and this thing that I read about was about this AI-powered sentiment uh, sentiment analysis algorithms, um, where the AI can be trained to analyze the tone of a conversation. So, for example, they will read the transcript um, for a company's quarterly earnings call, and they'll they'll look at the CEO's tone when they're talking about. ESG-related issues, and from this, they can infer how 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 committed the company actually is to these issues, uh, which I think is a very nice futuristic uh, piece of piece of uh, um, software. And I think, I mean, obviously, it's not going to be a perfect science, but I do imagine there will be significantly more focus on these kind of advancements um, if ESG does remain a key consideration, which I hope and think it will. Hmm. I mean, I think you know, I I hope it does as well because. Like I say, I I was hoping for it twenty years ago, um, but I, I I suppose it's got more that there there's more legs to it now because um, I think that that um, the environment is has been increasingly coming uh, come under focus from from many diff, for many different reasons, and you've got now um, which you didn't have twenty years ago, oil producing countries actually like. Saudi Arabia specifically saying that it wants to wean itself off um, off oil revenues um, and trying to commit to uh, investing in alternative um, energy gener- you know, ways of energy generation. So I think it's a, it, you know it's an interesting concept. Um, I hope it works. Um, it's just that 
my my main concern is if more people buy into ESG, anything that is has the ESG stamp of approval is going to be very expensive. And anything that doesn't, let's say a tobacco company, is going to be on a on a very low rating. And there's going to be at some point people are going to spot that and they're going to jump on it because they want to make money. So they'll buy those bombed out, you know, um, arms manufacturers, let's say uh, in America, like Dick's Sporting Goods or something that sells that sells guns um, and and um, and tobacco companies. They'll see that they'll be incredibly cheap and they'll end up buying them. So I don't know. I, I, I hope it works. But the real test is, does this work? when we are in a raging bull market as well. Well, I guess the readers will have to wait for my Watson's quick bites to come out to, to learn more. There we do. There, there we are. Absolutely. So hopefully that is, that's a little um, amuse-bouche um, for those, uh, for the listeners out there um, for ahead of next week's, next week's launch. So, um, so anyway, I think um, that's about it. Is there anything you, else you wanted to uh, say, Just Jerry? for the listeners sake, when is Watson's yearly coming out? <laughs> um, um, hopefully, at least um, uh, at least most of it next week. Um, I have been slaving away over a hot keyboard um, doing doing this because, um, and I have been unfortunately scuppered by homeschooling and interruptions because it needs a lot of concentration to do it. But anyway, I shall get at least most of it out by the end of this weekend. Okay, so <laughs> that is my commitment to and you, Jerry. And to the listeners as well. So I'm sorry that it's been delayed. Um, I am but one man, um, but I am I I am on it, and it will come out, and it will be useful. So there you go. Any anything uh, else? No, I think that's enough interrogation for one day. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, thanks a lot, Jerry. Always good to talk to you. Um, I hope that you um, that listeners have have got some good value out of this uh, out of our banter. Um, and we will speak you to you week. again soon. Bye.